the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. In play with Craig Maddock, made possible by the exclusive support of Lake Area Technical College. It is you. Welcome to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Mavic. You know, one of the longest running and largest track meets in the region is held the first weekend in May in Sioux Falls. It's the Howard Wood Dakota Relays. Over 3,000 athletes this year will compete in the 97th running of the Dakota Relays. It was a one-day event which started it all back in 1923, but today it's now a two-day event. Our guest today has been involved with the Howard Wood Dakota Relays for 64 years in a row. Track and field has been a major part of his life in South Dakota, and he just celebrated his 90th birthday. He's Dean Mann of Sioux Falls. Dean, welcome to In Play. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Hey, you graduated from Washington High School in 1950, and then you also graduated from Augustana. Was was track always your number one sport? Well, yes, it was. Uh, I excelled in track, and I uh, played varsity football for Washington High for two years. And uh, other than that, I did play a little basketball. I played on the softball or basketball team at Washington uh-huh. High School. <laughs> that was the end of my basketball and football career. <laughs> and I just ran track for four years. You were a pretty good sprinter, weren't you? I think a quarter miler too. That was that was your specialty. Uh, yes, I ran quarter mile mostly in high school. Of course, back then everything was measured in yards. It was hundred yard, two hundred yard, yeah. four hundred yard dash. Not like the meters that we have today. That was kind of a change, dirt over the meters, but it's worked out. It's fine, and. Uh, yeah, like you say, everything was in yards. 100 yard dash, 220 yard dash, 440, 880. That's right, 220, 440, 880. I, I did the same too, Dean, back in the the uh, the late 70s. You know, the, the old Howard Wood Field, though, where it is today, uh, you know, the current location, uh, it used to be near downtown Sioux Falls. Washington High School, of course, used to be downtown Sioux Falls. But right. the old Howard Wood Field was near 10th and Cliff. What was that facility like uh, when you were involved with track and field there? Well, the track was good. Like I said, it was a cinder track, probably the best cinders in the country. And it was hard to find cinder then after that. And so when Howard Wood Field was built where it is now, the cinders from that track were moved out there. They were all scraped up loaded up and moved out to the new track. So we had a cinder track at Howard Woodfield until we put in the uh, all-weather track. What was it like running on cinders? You know, the youngins may not know what cinders are (laughs) or a dirt track or a grass track. What was it about a cinder track back then? Well, cinders were small. They weren't big cinders. They They were ground up small cinders. And you wore long spikes, a lot longer than you could wear now. And uh, there were a lot of records sit on cinder tracks. They, they were good tracks, really. When it came to uh, your coach, though, who was your coach um, when you were at Washington High? Well, the first two, two years I ran track at Washington High was Howard Wood. He's a great coach. I, 
that you honored to have run for him. And then uh, he passed away, and, and Elmer Hansen was my head coach in the 1958-1959. You know, the football and track complex in Sioux Falls is named after Howard Wood, and, of course, the Howard Wood-Dakota Relay is na- named after Howard. But there are a number of people today who don't know a lot about uh, Howard Wood. He was your track coach. Uh, first, what, what kind of guy was uh, Howard Wood? Well, he was a nice fellow and a great coach. And uh, he would come around, you know, he would try to talk to all his athletes every night. I remember when I was a freshman, I believe, he put me up with varsity. And uh, that was interesting. I got a good workout. (laughs) And uh, when we were freshmen, we ran uh, in the ESD track meet, we ran a freshman relay. And uh, I have to say, we took second. <laughs> so Howard got us involved early, and uh, I thought he, you know, looking back, I thought he was a very good coach. Uh, Remember the way he were, gave us workouts and that type of thing. Was he tough? But he was such a gentleman. I remember at the, uh, when we won the state track meet in Rapid City, I believe it was 48, he had all of us out to his house for dinner, and uh, his wife was really nice too. She she used to coach at Washington High. She was a women's basketball coach with Washington High when they first came to Washington High. Hmm. So anyway, he invited us all out to his house for dinner, which I thought was really nice. We, we never had a nice dinner like that. <laughs> Did he try to recruit you uh, in, in any other sports? No, he didn't. Of course, we know he coached football, and Washington had – a tremendous uh, football program. Well, yes. Yeah, he co- well, he coached every sport. He was the athletic director and head coach in all three sports. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that has changed now. You, you can't do all those jobs very well anymore. It's too much. But, no, he coached all three sports. And uh, I know when I played uh, freshman and sophomore basketball, Wally Deal was my coach. And then he became head coach later on. And uh, in football, Wally Deal was head coach. Then Herb Nelson and uh, then Bob Burns <laughs> wow. my coaches wow. in football. Wow, is that a list or what? That is a tremendous list, a list of coaches. Uh, they were great coaches. You were a part yeah. of uh, two Washington high school state track championships. Do you remember some of the track stars back in the day in the late 40s and 1950? Well, track meet in Rapid City, I was a sophomore, and I ran on the mile relay team. And the great spreader, great brothers we had then were Don Master and Spence Brindy. And uh, Don Master, that year I remember at the quarter, uh, his competition was Spence Brindy from his old team, and then a fellow by the name of Cobb, I don't remember his first name, from Mitchell. And they had quite a few duels. Well, in that 400 in the state meet, they were coming down the home stretch towards the finish line, and Brady was ahead. Master was picked to win. Brady was ahead, and then Calm, and then Master. Well, then Master turned out the team, and he won the 440. And uh, Brady was second, Cobb was third. So that's what I remember from that meet. 
it, it was a great track. We, we won that. And then in 1950, we ran that. We won the state track meet again. I ran on the mile relay team and 880 relay team. And uh, Masker won uh, four events. He won the 200, the 400, and the 100. And he also ran the anchor leg of the 440 relay. He was a great athlete, great track athlete, went on to the University of South Dakota. Spence also went to the University of South Dakota. Uh, Master called me a few months ago, and he's still alive. Spence Brindy just died about two months ago mm. in Sioux City, and uh, he was a year older than me, so he'd have been 91 when he passed away. Two great athletes at Washington High School. You went on to run at Augustana. Did you have track success at Augie? Well, I think I did. I had been, I was in the uh, service for two years before I went to Augie, and uh, I couldn't run the quarter very well anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I ran the 100 and the, and the 220. And uh, Lefty Olson was my coach. Oh, yeah. Great fella. And uh-huh. Ken Kessinger the last year. And uh, I became very good friends of those two over the years. In fact, I uh, I painted Lefty Olson's house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What color did he want? (laughs) Oh, I can't remember. That's been a long time ago. But he he and his wife uh, took good care of me. They had me over for dinner. Were all the tracks back then, were they all cinder tracks? Yes, Augie was a cinder track. I don't. Yeah, they were all cinder. I think the first all-weather track in South Dakota was at the School of Mines track in Rapid City. What they had done, I understand, was grind up tires, and they made the track out of real small ground tires, and that was the first all-weather track. I'm sure they put something with that in order to hold it together. Sure. Sure. And I really don't know what it was, but yeah, that was something to run on that track. And then pretty soon it started to become the the thing. You know, a lot of schools started getting them. And Took off very quick, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it came on real quick. The, the you know, all-weather track companies made a lot of money there in a hurry. <laughs> Dean, you became a teacher. Uh, where was your first job as a teacher out of college? Oh, that's interesting. I My first job was in Flandreau, South Dakota. I graduated mid-year from Augie because I had gone back on active duty again. And uh, so I graduated, graduated mid-year and I needed a job. I was married and had a young daughter. And uh, superintendent up there was Van Johnson. He went on to teach at the University of South Dakota. Well, anyway, he set up, or they set up an appointment for me with him and so I met him over in what they called the huddle at that time. That's where the students went for a break and coffee and so forth. And uh, he said, I, I have an eighth grade history and English position open. And I, I started to say, well, that's not my field. And he said, I know that's not your field. But he said, we need a disciplinarian in that class. Mm-hmm. And I understand you were a sergeant in the Army. So you'd be a good fit for it. So, so I became, and I had a, I had a lot of fun teaching that class. Raleigh Sapp, the lawyer here in Sioux Falls, was in that class. He, Raleigh's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. Russie, who uh, is known in Sioux Falls, particularly around Augustana College, 
and also Mary Dean Toms, who became uh, Bill Jadwell's wife, was in that class. And then also a lady that became a teacher later at Washington High School was in that class. And I always threatened her I was going to bring my grade book from Flandreau <laughs> and show it to her, but I never, I never did. I, I really didn't have it. I had to leave it there when I left. Did it involve coaching too, or no. there was no coaching? We know, no, they had their coaches. It was, it was uh, simply teaching, and uh, it turned out to be a, a good experience and a very good job and nice faculty and students. Well, in the late 60s, you become the head track and cross-country coach at Washington. You had been an assistant before that. What was the track program like at Washington back in the 60s and 70s? Well, it was good. Uh, Elmer Hansen won like nine state titles in a row. And uh, he was my coach for two years, and he became head coach. And when I graduated from Augie in 57, I became his assistant coach for 13 years. And Elmer just had a technique, and it's hard to explain, but he got kids to do a lot of things that I didn't think was possible. And it, he, just the way he worked them out, the way he got them ready, and uh, I think he uh, he was one of the first ones in South Dakota track coaches to really use the uh, repeat system of, of training kids like let's run 10 100s today. Well, not at full speed, you know, but that's work on. You might run 10 100s. You might run uh, five 220s at a certain pace, you know. Then you always finish off with a 300. I'm talking about sprinters and quarter milers. Half miler workout was a little different. But uh, he had some great athletes, and he was a great coach, and uh, the, the two welded together very well. It was fun to work for him. And when you became the head coach, you didn't change much, did you? <laughs> you, you didn't want to change too much at all. Yeah, well, you know, I, I learned from the master. Why change? <laughs> You also became uh, the athletic director for a time at Washington. You were wearing a lot of hats, kind of like what Howard Wood was doing. Well, I wasn't the athletic director at Washington. I, I became the athletic director for the school district. Uh, oh, for, that's right, for the school district overall. The whole sure. school district, Well, yeah. that's, that's a bigger hat. <laughs> that's a bigger yeah. hat. <laughs> Wally Deal had that job first. That We had two schools. That happened after, we, after Lincoln was open then. Wally Deal was the athletic director for both schools, and then they had a supervisor in each school. Floyd Farron and, and Dick Day were the first ones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, they worked under Wally. At some point, though, uh, Dean, you decided to get out of coaching and get into being a track official, a starter, a meet director. Uh, what led you to do that? A funny experience how that happened. Of course, working with the sprinters and starting them all the time, and Fifty Olson, he used to come out and watch now and then. Well, then Augustana, and I can't remember the year, it was probably about 1954, Augustana was to host a North Central Conference track meet. And Lefty came out when he was watching me start the kids, and then he said, I want you to start the North Central track meet. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> he said, I know. He said, you're not, you're not that experienced, but he said, I've seen you work, and I think you can do it. So I, that was my first college track meet. And probably my first meet was that North Central College track meet in about 1954 or something like that. 
And I really enjoyed it. And then I, I just started starting track meets from there on and refereeing track meets. And I did that for uh, actually 60-some years. Oh. I got a 50-year award from the state of South Dakota some time ago for my officiating. And I had to kid him. I said, you're 13 years late. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciated the honor. It, it was real nice. I got a nice watch. They got a full-time pass. Any uh, high school activities association. Uh, well, you event. earned it. You, you earned it, Dean, no doubt about it. The Howard Wood Dakota Relays is a huge event. You've been the president of the committee. You've been the meet director. You've been a starter for this event. What is it about the Dakota Relays that makes it so big and so successful? Well, we get good teams and athletes in is, is the first thing. you got, you got to have the athletes, and they have to come. And so we get a lot of good volunteers. You know, about the only people that get paid at a track meet are the starters and referees. The rest of them are all volunteers. We've had tremendous volunteers at Dakota Relays over the years. I can remember... All of Howard Wood's sons worked at the Dakota Relays. I remember Bob Wood and Al Wood, and they called him Howard Wood Jr., but, but he wasn't junior. He worked there, and he was a Howard Wood Jr. I can't call him anything, but I'll split that. He, <laughs> he was a head a running judge, and uh, he needed uh, someone to run the results to the announcers. And so I enlisted my daughter to do that. <laughs> and she's now been with Dakota Relays herself for about 38 years. So I was pretty proud of that. She's enjoyed it. She's in charge of ticket sales now. You participated in the Dakota Relays. What was that like? Oh, that was fun. I first participated at the old Hardwood Field. In grade school, they had a couple of grade school races at that meet. And the, the first time I ran there, it was a shuttle relay. And uh, we each ran 50 yards. And then you'd uh, pass the baton on the end of 50 yards to your teammate, and he'd run 50 back and forth. And that year, we had, we won that shuttle relay. Then the following year, they had a 440-yard relay for us. I have to say, we took second. <laughs> when it comes to the Howard Wood Dakota Relays, I heard that the great Jesse Owens either ran in the Dakota Relays or ran at Howard Wood. Of course, Jesse Owens won four gold medals in the, in the Olympics in 1936. Right. Did Jesse Owens run in Sioux Falls? Yes, he did. But he didn't run in a track meet. They were taking Jesse Owens around the country as an exhibition. I think it's something they would not do today. But he he was there during a baseball game at the old field, and he raced a horse. This was at the that baseball was, stadium. Yeah, he ran at the old baseball. Well, it was also the track, but he didn't run on the track. He ran across the outfield. I suppose the horse wanted to run on grass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I can't, I can't tell you who won. I don't know who won. I don't remember. But, but I was there. I watched it. But he, but he never ran on the cinder track at Howard Wood. No, he did not. Okay. Any other no. memories which come to mind about either coaching or working those Dakota relays? Oh, gosh, there's so many. I can't, uh, they probably wouldn't be of interest. But 
Well, I could remember one thing, you know, they're, they're so strict on the pole vault these days about all the protection around it. They used to pole vault into sawdust <laughs> at the old track. And how thick was the sawdust? <laughs> Not, Not very, very thick. <laughs> Not very. <laughs> the thing is, there were light poles right next to the standards. And, you know, you don't see anything like that today. That full ball pit has to be where there's nothing around it. That It has to be protected all the way around with pads. And uh, it was really different back then. Then after sawdust, they went to Cunisac-style material, and they filled them with foam. And uh, you had so many foam bags that they landed in. <laughs> well, it's really evolved since then. You were a starter. You would be the one to fire the, the gun to start a That's race. Right. Um, yep. When I ran track back in the 70s, I always tried to guess when the starter would fire the gun. Uh, I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't very fast, so I tried to maybe get an edge at the start, and I wasn't good at that either. Starters <laughs> wait at least two seconds to fire the gun to start a race. What was your strategy for starting races as the starter? Well, it's the starter's responsibility that everyone at the line gets a good start. And so I held the kids and the college athletes until everyone was set. And I'd always talk to them before I gave commands. When I give the set command, I want you to come up immediately and hold it there until I fire the gun. And I, I think it's important to talk to kids, especially high school kids. So. Usually that was about 1.9 seconds, I would say, between the time I said set and I fired the gun. I should have had you start for me. I maybe would have started out of the blocks a lot faster, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> well, who knows? You might have. Yeah. But you would have done it legally. You, you wouldn't have cheated on me. <laughs> Kids used to try to beat the starter, but that's pretty much changed in recent times because the starters are becoming more proficient. Well, back you in the old days, you could have two false starts before you were disqualified. Now it's, it's one and done. Oh, one, one and done. Yes, that's right. You could have two. And I'd say it took forever to run the dashes <laughs> because one, one guy would try to start ahead and then you'd get another one and then they all came back and they started again, you know, <laughs> and uh, take forever. What would you have done, Dean, if you had not got involved with teaching? You would not have got involved with coaching track, what what would you have done? I don't know. That was what I had planned. You know, when I went to college, I took the education courses I needed and the major I needed to, to teach. And I took uh, coaching courses in physical education, uh, coaching track, coaching football, coaching basketball, the theory of coaching track, you know, they call it. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much prepared myself to do that. I looked up to some of my teachers. And I looked up, of course, to Howard Wood, Delbert Hanson, and Wally Deal. I said, that, that would be nice to do what they're doing. I always felt in my mind I wanted to help kids somewhere or the other. So I thought coaching would be the way to do it and, and teaching would be the way to do it. What would Howard Wood think about the event that it's named for, the Howard Wood Dakota Relays? What would he think? Oh, I think he'd love it. He wanted to start the track meet when he started it in 1923 that would involve as many athletes as possible. 
And that's what the Dakota Relays has tried to do over the years. The problem is you can only handle so many. And so there's some events where we have to set standards. So he, he would love that to see that many kids that we have here at the Dakota Relays. And I think he accomplished that. There were, I think, five or six colleges in that first meet. And uh, there were high schools from South Dakota, Minnesota, and uh, Iowa in that first meet. And uh, I think he would be very happy to see what we're doing today. You know, the colleges have not been there now for the last year or two. It's mainly because of uh, the timing of their conference meets. Do you think there's a chance we could get the colleges back at the Howard Wood Dakota Relays down the road? Well, it would be nice because, you know, they – and when they were making, I'm not on the board anymore. When I say they, the, the present board was making a decision, you know, you'd have a relay and you might only have three college teams there. And you'd get so many entries in the hundred, but maybe half of them would show up. You know, in other words, the field was never full. But the relays thought from a standpoint of the spectators that it would probably be best just to, to do high school meet. They had uh, Lucky Huber and uh, Dehaven. Rod Dehaven. They had them. Mm-hmm. They had them come to a meeting so they could speak their opinion on on what, and we wanted to, uh, to know what kind of support they would could you give it us. And, and it, you know, it looked like with the conference meets and that afterwards, we just were we just were not going to get any more teams there. Sure. So the Dakota Relays Board voted to drop the college events. Two more questions for you, Dean. Which track event is your favorite to watch? Well, I'd say the middle distance. I'd say the 400 and the, <laughs> and the 800 on the track. And I've grown to, with the way the pole vaulters have improved so much with the new facilities and the new poles, I just really enjoy the pole vault. And that's one reason I would like to see the colleges come here again because we've got Good pool holders at the U, and uh, South Dakota State has a good pool holder now. Dean, you're in the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? That means a lot to me. That's the epitome of it. I, I just uh, I couldn't believe it when I was nominated. I suppose because of my contributions, I was, I was taken in as a contributor. I'm in six other Halls of Fames. But the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame is the epitome to me. And and uh, there's some great athletes in there, and it's just fun to be with them. We still put on a good program. I'm, I'm on that committee, and I'm looking forward to this year. we got some good former athletes, contributors, and coaches coming in. I just love it. It's a great event. In Play with Craig Mavic, made possible by the exclusive support of Lake Area Technical College. It is you. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.